attention, attention Overly blunt in this one, first to mention Gotta get your Thursday right for the weekend Overly blunt podcast for the treatment Keeping this shit a hundred not a notch low Cause 99 too far from a hundo New week, new Thursday, a real beat Man, fatherhood is scary, though. Fatherhood is a very scary type of subject for me. Yes. You've been in a relationship. You just got engaged. Congrats on that, by the way. Oh, man. Thank you, bro. Thank um, you. I mean, I have no... no uh, Intentions yet? No current desire to have to. father uh, anything beyond uh, every, you know, eight bars. Oh, okay, okay. I just gotta father that first. Okay. And then, you know, after that You wanna I'm, be you wanna be sustainable and comfortable. That's correct, yeah. Okay. The thing is like, I mean, as long as I'm renting, I don't think want kids. Yeah, and I'm like I wanna say I'm intermittent fasting, but I'm really just not eating. Yeah, no, that's the <laughs> and being irresponsible. That's the <laughs> that's so, the millennial quote unquote way to say I'm fasting. Yeah, yeah, I'm like fasting. And, no, uh, like you really just not eating. Yeah, I'm malnourished. You feel me? That's really what it is, bro. I've been bro. You know for a long I mean? time. I've been bro. on big Kenya shit. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I've been on that big Kenya I, you know, shit. I've been on a big Kenya diet. You feel me? But yeah, that's true. <laughs> How you guys doing today? What's up, everybody? This is the Every Overly Blown Podcast. This is the only podcast we're keeping it out. on is way too far from 100. It's a new week. It's a new Thursday. Got the good brother Manny with me here today, like always. We got another guest with us today. Yes, sir. We got Greg in here with us. Yes, sir. Is that, by, is that what you go by? Artist? I mean, yeah. is that what you call yourself to people? You have yeah. a rap name? or That's what my mom calls me, Greg. Greg, but, right. but Greg Newman is my, my artist name. Greg yeah. Newman. Yeah, G-R-E-G-N-W-M-N. So you, one you, word. You decided not to, be, not to come with a... Rap name. Oh, I feel like um, no, I, I thought Gregory was hard enough. You right, know? yeah, that's. <laughs> I felt like you know, it's like a little bit of PB. It has like a foot in the PBS kids thing. It's marketable. You feel me? And then like the other half of it's a little conceptual. I made a little acrostic situation out of my last name. So mm, okay, I like it. Yeah, the last four basically my my government last name is New Man, like N E W M A N, and I took the vowels out and I made it N W M N. It's an acronym for now we. Mm. And all of my records have basically personified nature elements woven and embedded in them. And then ultimately later on down the line, I'm going to actually like use that as like an angel investment company to basically invest in like green energy and stuff like that. So the E and the A, I'm going to reintegrate those and those are going to be electricity and air. Fire. Oh, word. That's what's already all planned. You already had it all kind of... Bro, the last name he making into a, like a fucking more than just the legacy. The legacy is just going to be what the last name yes, fucking sir. brought. Right. Yes, sir. And that's with the way it is. It's with the play of words. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Play of letters. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like... Bro, you built two grand ideas that not only benefit the earth, but benefit... Like people, like it just benefits all around. But you did it through your last name, just by like looking mm-hmm. at the letters. Yeah, bro. I feel like I definitely like when I figured it out. When I like, I was just like moving things around, and I figured it out. I was like, whoa, like this is something that is special. I gotta tuck this. I gotta get the LLC up, and mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta make that happen. Cause uh, 
yeah, I think it's going to be special, but, you know, people can't handle all that right now. They just want bars, so. They just want <laughs> I gotta, bars, I just got to start. I got to start small. Yeah, start Avalanche. Small. That's it. Start small, bro. Avalanche, bro. Yeah, do you bro. think, do you believe you have bars? Um, I would think so. Right, yeah? I would think you're so. That, you're confident in your music, or? Um, yes, I'm extremely confident. Um, I'm extremely confident primarily because I just know what goes into it. Mm. You know, I think a lot of people kind of get disillusioned by, like, input and output. And okay. it's not something that <clears throat> it was something I used to kind of get caught up in, but I realized that you know, regardless of the situation, like you might put, like, let's just say you put like an integral of like one, like one in, and you get point two five out. You know, you might only be getting a fourth of what you put in, but in a way, like that's still better than zero. And as long as you know, for me, this isn't about you know money or anything like that. I have right. a I have a job that. <clears throat> I could walk away from rap and never have to release anything ever again, and I would be very much fine. Mm -hmm. And in a way, like a lot of people are doing this because it's like they have no options. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm a little bit more of a psychopath because I <laughs> because I have options, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I still I'm still doing it. You're still doing it. You know so I mean? do you feel a way when someone tells says when you're playing some shit and they're like, "Oh, this is trash, bro." You um, take it personal because of all the, of the work you put into it. Yeah, that um, they don't know you put into it. I would say you know what's wild is that. <clears throat> I've never been in a position where someone has ever said that to me, mm. thankfully. I think mainly it's because um, I try to present myself as a person first. Right. And in a way, if someone, um, I think a lot of times when I hear people say like, oh, like, or get that kind of response, I think a lot of times it's based off of like people, it's, it's about approach. And mm -hmm. I think like professionalism is something that's like very dwindling in like the hip hop space right now, primarily because like hip hop to me is like metaphorically like a penny stock right now. Mm, um, break that down basically like my theory is is that um it, it's it's very devalued to do something that i thought that it was uh that i think it was like once prestigious like when i was coming up and i'm watching some of these artists that i like really appreciate and i really respect i um, mean this is even on a visual level i'm sure you guys and even i'm sure on a podcast audio level as well it exists in small you know micro forms and other you know uh industries but in a way, specifically to hip hop, um, I would say that when I would come up and I'm watching uh, Lupe Fiasco, or I'm watching Eminem, or I'm watching Common, or I'm watching Jigga, or I'm watching um, any of these other artists do what they do, um, I would overtly know, even though I was a fan, um, that they're professional. And in a way, <clears throat> I think we're in a very, like, even though it's a beautiful thing where everyone feels like they can do anything, um, in a way, people kind of look at what, and I would say specifically hip-hop, because it's kind of, it's looking like very much like a pyramid scheme right now. Um, people see it as like, okay, I love what Kendrick's doing. I'm going to rap over something. I'm going to mix it in audacity. I'm going to put it out. And I can, I have the homie who has the plug to run my numbers up so it looks like I'm really all that. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I'm, I'm sticking my chest out like I'm the person who's put in X amount of hours. And those type of people who walk around and, and have the look and uh, and try to possess the aura of someone who's actually professional mm -hmm. um, are the ones who are like probably going to get the back end of like, no, nah, this is trash, bro. But thankfully, in my situation, which is really all I can speak on, is I, I try to approach people as a person first. Mm -hmm. I won't even necessarily like mention the music first, more so. Or like that was the first time on air I've ever said that thing about my last name ever because yeah. that was something that I took because I just like. My only goal is like I would rather silently be a master and nobody know ever, um, and and not collect 
like trophies and victories because I know. As long as I know whom I know and I know what I'm capable of, um, the world doesn't need to know. Um, it, I would love the world to know, but they don't need to know for me to be able to be happy. Just the plus, huh? You see what I'm saying? Right, so yeah. in a way, like, just basically sum it up. <clears throat> I was listening to an interview, and uh, actually it was an interview, I was on a call, and one of the people on the call mentioned, um, what does it really mean to be um, a rapper? And, you know, some of the people on the call were like, well, it means that, you know, you do this, you do that, you have these certain facets or these certain plateaus and things like that. And he was like, why? Why? And he kept on just, you know, basically going down a, a layer, you know, deeper. Mm-hmm. And he's like, is it when you release 10 albums? Is it when you release one record? Are you a rapper then? Is it when you perform? Are you mm-hmm. a rapper then? Right. Maybe what about before records were even being recorded and tracked? Maybe it was before 1979 and people were grouping up at the, at the local park and spinning cyphers between their homies and battling and stuff before eight tracks were even a thing. You merge tapes with those people, not rappers, just because they, they don't have streaming. Mm. So in a way, it, to me, that let me know. And I just peeped game and I was just like, no, I, I do this. And everyone who may not feel like they fully connect with what I'm doing, they don't tell me I don't fuck with this, but they'll just be like, yo, keep on going, bro. Right. And uh, the enthusiasm lets me know where I'm at. You mm. know what I mean? So right, yeah. If they're enthusiastic about it, I'm like, wow, you you really rock with it. And if they're like, nah, they're like, oh yeah, it's cool, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool, I appreciate it. That's all I needed to know. Right. My goal is to just change the gravity in that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to convert you. You know what I mean? So, so you're not really, quote unquote, chasing a hit. Kind of just like... You, you you love it. You love doing it. You love the art form. Yeah, I'm 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 a nerd. Um, mm. I'm a ner- I'm I'm a black nerd, bro. Like I'm, a nerd. <laughs> I'm just not even. I won't even put a color to it. Like I'm a nerd. Like at right. the end of the day, like <clears throat> I'm a nerd about words. I'm a nerd for puzzles. Like I'm a, I'm a nerd for like putting different layers into like the music. Like just with like even the last name thing. Like what I was mentioning. Like this record. Right. This record is like. At, like so there's a record I have called Avalanche and it's featuring uh, an artist named Daylight and Daylight's mm-hmm. even like a metaphor for nature man Daylight crazy you know? so like in a way it's just like I have certain things that I that's do that's fire I didn't even catch on to that till now really yeah oh man yeah man but I've heard the record many times and I just never put Daylight Avalanche yeah like the whole cause you have a bunch of environment like it's all like earthy environmental type things like your voice your voice even has like that grounded sound where it's like people told me gravelly yeah yeah people told me that and like so in a way like and the breath control the breath the breath control is wild bro thank you because it goes um you know how like look over look over your shoulder with kada and busta how busta's rapping Mm -hmm. and the beats like yeah yeah Bus, like bus is a legend for sure. Like he plays with rhyming like that in a sense. Mm. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's weird. It's but just, there's a puzzle to it. There's definitely a puzzle to the music to where it's like, okay. Yeah. See, that's it a lot because like, you, like it's, it's, you're right. A lot of times rappers just beat free loop like a little whatever. Then they put it on a Garage Band, record it, and then they put it out. But when you're breaking it down like that, that's why I be telling people like you rappers need to. Strategize better. I just I just read this yeah, um, tweet and I read it in an article before where they said Eminem treats the studio time like a nine to five. 
He takes it's, a one-hour lunch. You have to. Lunch. You have to. He it's takes a one-hour. He takes a one-hour lunch. He does. He works no overtime. And we could go. We and could go directly into that because I have one hundred percent theories on that. In a way, like a lot of these artists. And here's the thing, bro. I find myself in a lot of situations where, because again, like I was a supervisor at Starbucks before I had the current job I, I do now. And now, just to be transparent, like I handle logistics for a security company. So. I'm handling people getting picked up at airports, flights, armed, unarmed stuff, like high-level clients, executives, and stuff like that. People, things you just can't mess up. You can't have a bad day. And so, in a way, <clears throat> I that's, that's very it's very left-brain intensive. And interestingly enough, it's something that's very artistic, very, like, layering, very... You have to look at it from a, a very right-brain perspective. In a lot of studio spaces... I find myself in places where like people look at me like this hyper mature dude or something like that where people are like Greg's just like I don't know he seems like really rigid and it's just like I'm not really like you can just tell like I've managed people like you know it's like I had I've dealt with trying to manage people and people letting me down in the, like the most crucial of times and when you kind of like find that rigidity and you know that okay I can't fully rely on anybody I know in a stressful situation I do this I know how to keep calm under pressure. I'm not necessarily the wild and out fly by night kind of artist, you know, and in a way it's like, yeah, everything, I kind of want to move with intention. And I think in a way, sometimes like in a lot of these nine to five situations to not destroy the bag and to pay your rent, you have to like have a level of like a plan, like what's next, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys are just kind of coming in and they're like, oh, I'm just going to do it. And it's like, no, no, no. You see, you, you're, you're bagging on me because you're like, oh man, I'm a purist. I do this only. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that. although commendable, like, I mean, that's gold. You right, know? yeah. I mean, you know, even though you're sleeping in a sleeping bag in an alley, you feel me? Yeah. Like, commendable. But at the same time, like, you know, there's things that, um, there's definitely things I feel as though I need to take care of in terms of like, keeping a roof over my head. And there's balance. I don't want to be able to do 40 hours with my job if necessary. Mm-hmm. And then what do you think you're going to be doing once you, quote unquote, get on? That's a job, dog. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a manager. That mm-hmm. manager's going to say, I need you here at this time. And then what are you going to do? Where's that wilding out attitude going at that point? What do you mean? I got to... There's no... It's a job. Mm-hmm. And they'll pay you. Yeah. And it's not going to be bi-weekly, but they're going to they <laughs> they pay you. And you're going to have everything Everything that has to do with fi- finance and money comes with constraints. Being in the music game basically is freelance, huh? That's exactly it. And... And in a way, I think... Even when you're on, I feel, right? Because you got to constantly be finding the next deal, constantly finding the next record you're going to get on. And I never looked at it like that, but yeah. Inconsistency. And this man can speak to it better than myself. But um, because I definitely feel like, although I'm, I'm very high on the research part, I mm-hmm. like knowing as many corners as I can before I get into a situation. And I definitely think my Achilles heel maybe is overthought in a way that prevents maybe the level of kinetic motion that probably it would take for me to reach the next level, which I'm actively working to iron out. Mm-hmm. But in a way it's like, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that at least I'm not going in and I can sit at a table and I can at least articulate myself in a way. So a label's going to be like, well, we can't, we can't really get one over on this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he's got, he has, but that's what the label kind of don't want, bro. Right. Well, of course they don't I mean, want I, you to know and have that one up on them. Because yeah. they can't play you now. And so now a, they can't sign you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in a way, I just know that if that's the case, then I might be subjected to taking the stairs. 
because people might and I, I kind of wholeheartedly mm, that's the, a bar yeah for the longest time I thought maybe um, for the longest time I was like cool I need I was like okay I know what I need like you know I need management I need this I need that um, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, a team aesthetic and then I realized you know because I, I mean I've met a lot of people and and a lot of people and all of them are awesome and all of them are doing great things but in a way um, they would all see what I was doing which is something that um, I knew it, whether it be, I mean, when I was performing out here in the IE, people, mm-hmm. it was like defining. And even when I would go out to LA from being in the IE and they're like, oh, you live in Riverside and I'm out in LA and it's still defining me. I'm still standing out. People are still giving me those props. And then I would meet these people and I would show them a video and they're like, yeah, this is crazy. I'm like, cool. And they're like, yeah, keep going. I'm like, okay. Yeah. What? You know? <laughs> so, and in a way I was thinking, in, I mean, in their situation might be completely something I might not understand, but... Um, I realized, I was like, okay, bro, this doesn't mean you suck. Mm-hmm. This doesn't mean you're horrendous. And it doesn't mean you're a SoundCloud guy. Right. I mean, you, <laughs> you, still, you still are professional in your own way. Um, but you haven't met the people who believe the way you believe. Mm-hmm. And some people might not be down to take the stairs. They might see me as like, okay, cool. Like, this guy has it together in a certain way and, and what have you. But... You know, I might have this artist I'm working on, or like, or I might be doing this with with the with these people, and or I don't know this guy, mm-hmm. so or they just got off a situation where they got messed up, you know, and they got yeah. off a situation where they they have trust issues or something like that. But my only, I was talking to a homie the other day, and I was like, as an artist who hasn't necessarily had the visibility that, and I don't want to say I deserve because I don't deserve anything. I just I just want to work hard, but in a way, it's like. As, as an artist in my position, my only job is to be ready. Mm. My own, like, beyond everything, mm-hmm. it's like... That's motherfucking bars. That's it, man. Because when the opportunity comes, you're like, that's I it. got it. That's my you only job. Need. I'm Keep writing. It's like, but I'm not heard. Stop. Stop right there. Keep going. Keep writing. Now, if I keep going, that's, that's extremely trite and ambiguous these days because everything is very played. And, but in a way, it's like, my only job is just to be the most incredible... Um, version of myself I could potentially be and create a level of like when the right person comes across me they're like wait so I don't have to speak on behalf of this person they can send their own emails they're coding their own websites they can basically brand they have a brand identity they have an LLC planned out they have a level of autonomy planned out they work logistics in their nine to five so they're going to be able to have the checks and balances with the booking agent mm. they've already garnered publication and pub on their own they've been on mass appeal or huff post or elevator and they've done these certain things they've been they've been in certain circumstances where they've seen and they've really worn all these hats but they not only worn all these hats but they've they've made it rock in their own way and, right and and it's it's more it's more effective like i've opened up for mick i've opened mick jenkins i've opened up for joey perp i've opened up for day i've opened up for quite a few people so in a way it's like Touching the observatory, touching these different venues. You're supposed like to open that. up for Jay Lechonica, huh? That's correct. That's correct. That show got canceled. Yeah, I know. So. I was so mad I was going to go. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I so. forgot about I that. I forgot he told me, too. Like, yeah, the homie Greg about to open up for, for Jay. And I'm yeah, like, where? Yeah, He's yeah, like, time so. to get us backstage. <laughs> yes, yeah, man. We about to get that shit. And it, it was interesting because, like, and there's certain things that, like, you know, when you're dolo and you're by yourself, you kind of get, like, Again, I sink back into, like, man, maybe it's just, like, I'm not good enough. Or maybe it's but just, But all those like, people you just mentioned I'll let you open for it. You fall in that, I think, how, you fall in that category, I say? Um, I can, I, I, I see, I think, yeah, I can see how to make Jenkins, because I was hearing I, a couple of tracks, and you just, it, it falls in that lane, I feel kinda, like. Kind of, I mean, yeah. Like, conscious. If I were to say, if I were to say, just because, like, 
Like mar- bars. Like, yeah. What's well, I'm saying? Bars, but all the people yeah. he named have bars. Yeah. So that's that's you can tell the type of level of music you're around. Right. Or yeah. you're you're associated with. You're not yeah. with the yeah, uh, yeah, uh, hey, yeah. hey. And I, what's funny, bro, and what's funny about that is that, like, it's because I think what people don't really see yet, and I think this is going to be something that's going to be very on the rise um, before people know it, and it's going to be very unconscious, mm-hmm. is it's about straddling. I'm really giving people, like, the medicine within the candy. Mm, don't always say that. You see what I'm saying? I'm you have like to basically fucking bars. You know what I mean? Like the thing is, like I'm giving these people bars. gummy bites. You feel me? Well, yeah. Like, the thing is, like I'm <sighs> giving them the Flintstone joints because the thing is, is like if you hear the records and you see the performance, it feels Travis Scott. Mm, yeah. It feels Denzel. It okay. feels like because in terms of like at least what I'm emitting. Maybe they're not responding that way because they don't know the records, and ultimately they're kind of stuck because they're absorbing with this new thing. And I have to realize, okay, they're not not responding to you because you suck. They're just you're just new. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's like okay, the shows that people have known, it's like if it's ten people, forty people, a hundred people, like I can turn that bitch upside down. Mm. And now that I know, okay, I can do that. I can make it feel like you had a Travis Scott, Denzel Curry, Slow Tie, Vince Staples. You know, Isaiah, any of these people, I know I can do that. Um, in a way, I, I, I do want to put a level of finesse in there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and back to basically to round that back out to the nerd subject, which is like, you know, when you're playing a video game and you're, you're on your Call of Duty campaign and you're like, you're going up and the checkpoint says go up and right. And then you realize that there's a room up and to the left. You got to think about, you know, metaphorically, why would the game designer put that there? There's something in there. Right. There's, there's, there's something in there. Curiosity. And, and there's curiosity and there's layers. And I want to give people like the curiosity and ultimately kind of dangle the carrot in the distance of like, there might be something here. So mm. when people are hearing these records, they're hearing that 808, A, A, And it's just like, you know, I could I could talk about anything over these records. You right. Know, it's going to sound like an IDK record. Bro, I love but, how you said that. Yeah, bro. Because I... You you have to give the kids the medicine for candy. Indeed. You have to know, I know how. Yeah, man. I, I like you. those beats too. Like I like those beats too. And in a way, I I want to give them that. But I'm like, there's there's things that are being said that could like help people. Mm-hmm. You know, so they exactly. might be third listening. But like I want and what's funny is personally for me, like I haven't I haven't I haven't used any profanity in any record yet. Wow, really? Correct. Yeah. Damn. Cause like because I wanna I wanna and it's like a. It's like a social experiment thing I'm doing right mm-hmm. now where it's like I want to make it feel like you're at a schoolboy Q show, but you feel like you're you feel just as powerful when you realize because I think it's a facade that you think you have to like talk about wigging motherfuckers to like to really be hard. Like there's there's other ways to do it. And if if the person's pen is strong enough, they can make it feel like anything and do whatever they want. And so basically to revert back to my first point, it's just like my only focus is just to be ready. Because that opportunity will come, mm-hmm. um, but the win- the moment the window is open, I need to be perceptive enough. I need to be ready on an artistic level, and then on a management level, it's like I'm trying to just be the most plug and play artist for managers. To like, I don't have to do anything except put you in front of a thousand people. Done, mm. um, and I'm like, let's go, let's go make some, let's go make some bread. Yeah, you know what I mean. You ready? That's it. Yeah, man. That's it. Artists, rappers, locals, <laughs> pay attention. Man, I, listen, I ain't nobody, man. I'm just... No, you're not... I mean... Just trying, man. 
Yeah, but you have kind of. I want to say figure it out, but you already have the, the right um, head on your shoulders. Yeah. You have the right idea coming into it. I'm trying, man. You are. I feel like you are. You're not sensitive. Like you know how the shit goes, and you know your time will come when it comes. Discipline. You got me. Yeah, this is, yeah, and you're consistent, and you're bro. consistent. Bro, I'm, tr- I'm definitely like. What's funny is that it's so interesting you mentioned that because uh, basically what I've been doing for the last like week, I don't really. So I'm very much on my like like snowed in shit with like a lot of socials and things mm, like that and okay. him and I have had a lot of discussions about this and in fact I have a couple links I need to send you for some shit that I've seen um, that's outside of the Rogan thing but um, there's there's a lot that I know social media wise and when I'm working my 9 to 5 I, I listen to like you know podcasts about like AI and, and te- technical implications and things like that because like basically growing up um, my, my dad worked at a, like, he was like a, basically like a VP for like a software backup company. Mm. And, um, he's always been like in kind of like the white collar corporate tech space. And that's where they were like kind of grooming me for. So when he would get emails from his like business, like coworkers and stuff, I'd be like maybe like eight, seven, eight years old. He's like, Hey, proofread this for me. And I was like, he's like, wow. no, send it. I was like, I'm sure it's good. He's like, no, proofread it. And so I'd go through and I would I would actually just like pick it apart and say, no, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. And so I was doing that. At seven years old? Correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I've been doing that for a while. And then. But hold on. What, what, what prepped you to even do that prior to proofreading? How um, well, I would just, just I would just read like my it's because my 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 parents. To trust um, a seven year old to proofread. Correct. You yeah, must. Correct. Yeah. 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 So in a way, it was interesting because like my parents like would always out. My myself, I'm the oldest of three. I have two younger sisters, and I'm um, I'm the only boy. But in a way, like my parents were definitely the ones who were like, "Greg, read that newspaper," and all your aunties are in the room or something like that. Mm. And it's like all your family members are there, and they're like, you know, he's like, "Oh, look at him, he can," you know. And so, <laughs> in a way, they always cha- they they always champion that, and in a way, and it just made me uh, very much uh, not black to other black people. You feel me? Mm. <laughs> Which was great, but in a way, I think. Uh, it just put me in a position where, like, they kind of groomed me for that. Because then around, like, 16, during the summer, there was, every, there was no summer where I wasn't in, like, some Kumon or, like, Montessori school or, like, the Indian neighbor down the way was teaching me how, like, to do math on that abacus. Like, there was something going on every summer where it was, like, I never really had a full summer to myself. Mm-hmm. And I was just always doing something academic in a way. Or I was, like, tutoring another kid down the street. Like, there was something that was always going on. So, in a way, it was, like... I kind of I kind of was being built for a certain situation, and so 16 during the summer, I ended up uh, doing an internship at a quality assurance at the quality assurance lab that my the company that my dad worked, and so I was running software these phones like against like black box and white box testing and doing scripts and stuff like that and like ch- kind of getting a feel for it, and right. then uh, the next summer I went back and I went to the dev department. I was learning like C sharp and C plus plus and stuff like that, like kind of some of the coding and stuff, and basically with it, with the intention of like going into computer science. And just think, like setting myself up for like, okay, bet, I'm just going to code. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And then I was like 17, 16. And what's funny is like during this time, like I was like, you know, putting poems on Tumblr and stuff like that. I was doing certain things for myself because I'd be, I'd be going through my, I'd be, I'd be programming heavy. And then I'm driving home to like PMW by Wayne. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like people, like people didn't know. Like I was, I was playing Com Sense. And com- Wayne Go. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, bro. Like I'll be driving home because it, it was like. I mean, I grew up off of, like, reggae and calypso and, like, mm. very traditional. Like, my parents are Jamaican, you know? So, like, I grew up off of, like, festival music. I grew up off of Luther Vandross, Mary J. Blige. Supercat. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, bro. Bro. Like, my mom was oh, like... you. Like, <laughs> bro, That's my shit. Bro, I'm telling you right now, like, my mom, like, you know, you know, 
Alicia Keys, my mom. Are they strict? Of course, man. Come on, man. I think that's where the this that's where the seven year old proofreading shit yeah. comes in play. That <laughs> first, we're testing you. First generation American, <laughs> man. Like, and that's it, it. Feels like you know any. I'm sure a lot of people have like immigrant parents who have like different pressures that they put on their kids right. to do, do X, Y, and Z. But in a way, it was like it was something that I was. I had such high respect for my parents that, and I never wanted to make them mad ever. You know, so I was like trying to be like the perfect child for them and, right and in a way it kind of put me in this this mind state where i was like okay now fast forward i'm, I'm 16 17 doing these things and I, I turn to my left in the cubicle and i turn to my right and then like the guy right next to me who's like as far away from me as maybe from here to like that wall like he's faced towards his computer and he like my, my msn messenger pops up like he's like hey what are you getting for lunch and I'm, as opposed to like turning around and talking to me you know what i mean so in a way i realized okay you know, there's this. I'm I'm definitely more sociable than uh-huh. this field kind of calls for. And as I started to peep that, and every time during my lunch breaks, I would be typing verses over beats in Microsoft Word, like Alt Tab, like silently wow. doing my thing. Yeah. And it's funny because like there was small things that were building to these moments. But in a way, now I'm like heavy on the right brain, like development of like now it's just like okay, self mastery and how do I put myself in a position where I am like like what does the what does the next level of artist look like? Like what does not and it's very and again it's very trite. I'm already rolling my eyes for the innumerable amount of 2020 vision metaphors we're about to fucking get in the next six months. I can't <laughs> stand it, bro. It's already it's already started, and I'm like it's just so low hanging fruit to me. Right. And so I'm just like okay, here we go. But in a way, it's like what does the artist of low hanging fruit? You, you know love I mean? words, huh? Um, yeah. I just used, I mean I just used to read a lot, man. But yeah, yeah but I mean if you're proofreading at seven, it makes sense why you Harry Potter, bro. Trying like, to write something, like series of unfortunate events, like just I love storm, like nerd. Yeah, bro, facts, bro. I'm talking <laughs> like I'm talking like girl, like I'm talking like girls wouldn't like like no, I'm not gonna go to the dance with you because you're at the table with all your homies playing, like your homies are playing Yu Gi Oh, you're not. Yeah. I was at that table, like the dudes who were playing. Like, cause the funny thing is, like, I was cool enough to like talk to everybody, cause right. I was the unbiased male opinion to all the cheerleaders. But they're like, oh, but you also parlay with the dudes who are playing Magic and Yu Gi Oh. So like, we can't rock with you all the way. Like, we can't give you all that. And so it's like, you just floated. Yeah, I, I was just yeah, very very. And that's why I was like, okay, I'm in this tech space, and I realized that all these guys aren't really that sociable. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit more sociable than this computer science thing. And I realized this guy's 40, this guy's 55, this guy's a mullet. They all hate their life, you know? Mm. <laughs> and so in a way, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to hate my life, you know? And I don't want to be upset. And they would just tell me like, yeah, development, like, you know, project managers never know how much work goes into this and that. You're constantly, gonna, I mean, the pay is good, but you're constantly going to be sad. And so I was like, okay, I don't want to be sad. I don't, I, I want to enjoy my life, you know? Right. And, uh. Then it kind of like started steadily like bleeding into music. I ended up moving to Riverside. This is all back in India, California, so Coachella. That's all so it. you're from Coachella or where um, are you from initially? When I was born in Long Island, New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was born in Long Island, New York. Uh, that's, where all my, that's where all my family's at. That's where all the Jamaicans are at. <laughs> They're in like mm-hmm. Toronto and shit. But Florida maybe. But in a way, it's like I was, I was born there. Um, I moved to seven to Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, seven to 14, I was in Austin, Texas. And then I lived like five and a half years in Coachella Valley, uh, India. And then um, and being there as a local with the festival there was like a very interesting dynamic of just like 
oh man, that would be really cool. Like that would be a very dope thing to like be that be on that like mm-hmm. one day and just be like, I went to the high school three streets away. Right. Like, that would be super cool. Right. Um, so it was like some and I what's funny is I like as a side job, like one of my one of my uh, homies, like his dad was like a manager of the polo grounds during actual polo season. So I would actually like work on the polo fields, like as like a scorekeeper uh, during polo season where the horses were out. And mm. and then it's just like there's a lot of just interesting parallels that I now I'm seeing through mm-hmm. like synchronicity that are like building up, you know. So to answer your question, it's like yeah, I mean I I, I think the words thing just came with like. Just at first, I would hide it because I thought being articulate was very whack. Because I was getting a lot of, uh, I was getting a lot of heat for it. You for, fucking nerd. Yeah, bro. It's like that, you know what I mean? And, and it's that, and that, that, that sentence hit different when you like. They ever throw a book at you? You know, no, bro, no. So I would have kept, I would have caught that shit and be like, Reddit, you feel me? <laughs> Reddit. You know what I mean? You're locked. Damn, that's a bar too. Damn, damn bro. Reddit, fucking. You know? Catch that shit. You feel me? Do you rap? You feel me? Fuck. Do you rap, though? You know what I mean? This dude rap, bro. He don't even know it yet. He just dropped the double entendre. Oh, man. I want a ghostwriter, bro. Man, listen, man. Hit me, dog. I was just about to ask you. I know you said you write earlier. Listen, yeah, bro. I'm trying to do an album, you know? Because honestly, I feel like I can find the flows myself. Mm -hmm. I can do... If I have the words, I can figure it out. Yeah. But I just... I can't sit there and write, bro. I just... It's all patterns, man. It's all really patterns. And and, and the thing... There's something that, like, I really appreciate and something that um, that really stood out to me the first time that... that, uh, Manny and I... Manny? Manny. Okay, cool. I don't know (laughs) what the context of what we're talking about. So, basically, like, the first time Manny and myself linked up... um, I was like, cool, you know, another visual combing. Like, I love his, like, hues and stuff like that. And he mentioned something that was very interesting to me that let me know that his his mind kind of operated like mine in a mm. way. And he respected the craft more so than anything else. And more so, as an artist, a lot of people don't know, when you mention tonality, there's something that I'm working to develop, which is a sonic fingerprint. So no matter whether or not I'm on any record, before you look at the title, you know I'm on. That's why having my voice sound a certain way is important to relate that back to my situation with Manny like when Cypress I first met him. Cypress and all that shit. That's correct. Yeah. So if we're going back to like Wayne or something like that, mm. you didn't have to, you didn't have, you just knew. There was, yeah. was that one summer he was going crazy on every fucking remix mm. and you just knew immediately. Yeah. And the sonic fingerprint is, 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 is again, that's, that goes into the branding section that like I'm also like, you know. They got, there's so many. So, yeah. You could tell when um, artists study, yeah, yeah. study shit. Yeah, you could tell, yeah. and you, based on what you're, how you're speaking, you yeah, study, bro. bro. And to go back to like, yeah, Manny, uh, Manny's situation was like, um, he he mentioned there's something. He he told me he's like, I don't want you to stand in front of that because the way that I'm going to edit it, your skin tone blends into this kind of green, and ultimately it's, you're going to get lost in 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 this field and this scope, and that really resonated with me because I was like, okay. Any other person um, that uh, could say they rock with me and say this guy's paying with paying me, so I'm I'm rocking with him for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll send him the stuff and I'll you know never talk to him again or try to duck him. Um, in a way, I realized I was like, okay, he's about the details, and this is something that I realize is very like, especially in the internet era. Um, there's a lot of artists that are doing this, but they're kind of taking a battering ram approach to something that really takes a scalpel. And this is rap, this is cinematography, this is photography, this is 
podcasting. This is all, a lot of people are thinking there's like, everything's a pyramid scheme and we're in a, a renaissance era, but everyone's approaching this from a very blunt action. And I think the people, I, I, I say this to like a couple other people, um, in conversations in the past, I've said this in the past, but I think there's like, there was like a physical Darwinism that took place. And that's why we look and we, we are the way we are now, um, as people who evolved from whatever, but I think now we're in a very special time because we're in like a social Darwinism era right now where the people whom are able to actively navigate social media, regardless of whatever medium it is, it doesn't matter if it's MySpace, Facebook, and then now it's in IG and then it's going to be TikTok and it's going to be whatever comes after TikTok and whatever soaks up the next thing because 10 years, it, IG followers might not mean anything and people are depressed and crying right now because they got whatever on X post. So in a way, I think the people whom can see Twitter and all these other things as like extensions of themselves and really just um, not tied to their self-worth. Those are the people who you're going to see break through this threshold. And it's going to be because there's so many components to a person's career. I don't think people realize that it's, it might be masked in certain certain things like, oh, yeah, of course, this guy's dope. Like his beats or, yeah, of course, this guy's dope. Look at the people he knows. Or, of course, this, but people aren't going to see like it takes more than that. You have to know the right people. Your marketing's got to be on 10. You have to be ready. And there's a component of it that you really can't control, which Just is think about all the driving. It's bro, the driving alone, bro. The, 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 the element of luck. Think about the driving. The driving, bro. Think about the think mileage. about the parking, bro. <laughs> listen, bro. With the equipment, walking like four blocks down. Listen, man. Yeah, tell them, bro. Tell them, because it, it, it's it is. There's only everything. Basically, like everything has to hit on ten at the same time. That's how impossible it's become. Not impossible, but that's how hairline detailed that finesse has become. People mm. have like this crazy misconception that I can do anything and get X to the X threshold. And the thing is, and I, this is the reason why I feel like it's a very important time for artists to be more detail oriented is because Ski and Lil Pump and everybody burn these motherfuckers out in terms of Minecraft. So now that's why, that's why Bandana sounds the way it does. That's why Kendrick sounds the way he does. That's why Cole sounds the way he does. Because if Cole came out in 93, 95, whatever, when everyone was snapping, you got Black Star, you got The Roots, you got everybody going hard, you know what I mean, Digital Planets, you got, you know what I mean, you got all these, you know, like KRS, you got everyone coming out at that time. Kendrick, I'm not sure, I mean, and this is, like, I love his work. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no question about, like, I study, like, that's, like, mentor-level shit. Mm -hmm. um, in a way, you wonder with Kendrick, Cole, it's and almost Drake, like when Drake. they say like the one argument is like with Larry Bird or with like Michael Jordan be good saying? in today's NBA. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So in a way, I look at it like that because I I do I do depict what I do personally as like a sport. I do I do want to make sure like like every morning I wake up and it's like I have to do like an hour at the gym or I'm running like four to five miles like every day. And this is like a self discipline thing for me. This is not like a flex thing. It's more of like I want to see how disciplined I can be just because so, when it comes time to like when, when, when I have the resources to build the team that I know is going to like take it to the next level and I can turn in my phone and I can turn in my laptop back to my job and say, no, it's good because I'm making X amount that you're paying me per year. Mm -hmm. I'm about to go run that up in, in 30 days and I know I'll be fine. And I'll know I'll take care of what I need to take care of. I'm not trying to come back off tour for like a year and a half. Mm, yep. I want to be physically fit to the point where 
I can take my running shoes with me on tour. And you, I, yeah, I'm, you're training like the military. I'm going, bro. No, he's, like I said, you stay ready, bro. Yeah, you got to stay ready. That's it, bro. Stay ready, bro. You got to stay ready. Because, yeah, that's, imagine you do get rare. your look and it's yeah. like, all right, we're we on tour, bro. I bet my, my stamina up, my endurance is up. I can do a whole show plus another one. I'm telling you yeah. right now. And, that should get heavy. Bro, it's a lot. And, and, and those level, in terms of the energy and those artists I mentioned, like those aren't like standing there giving you rap just like I'm standing there talking to you like I'm I'm rather animated so in a way it's like so you're very all over the stage yeah you know, that's as much as possible it just depends I mean you have to like ration it as the sets get right. longer as the sets get longer you see the size of the stages like you have to ration it you can't just I'm, I'm not gonna run overtly but in a way it's kind of like no what's funny is that no one has let me explain myself for me to even get to that level of what I just told y'all, um, in terms of people who could potentially change my life, they usually cut me off before now. So no one would ever know that I really have like those ideas or those ambitions or those like focuses or anything like that. And they'll just be like, "Yeah, you're cool," but I met a billion rappers in the last week, and you're just one of them. And, mm. and, and in a way, um, it I, is. How does that make you feel? I would agree. I would agree. You know, but I think, I think the re- again, I think the reason. What did you say? It's oversaturated. Man, I hate that word because I feel like life oversaturated anyways. I just feel like you just got to be the best at which, whatever you do sure. and stand out. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I definitely I definitely think the saturation of things has made it easier. or I, I want to say it, make, it makes it more difficult, and I definitely feel for all the back-of-house music industry people whom have to pick and choose whom is good and who is not. I think um, because it makes it a lot harder because there's a much larger sample sample volumetrically. It's like, who do I rock with? These 10 people are cool, but this guy might get laced out on X substance. This person has relationship problems. This person has anxiety. This person is going to clam up and say the wrong thing during an interview and blackball his career. This per- And so in a way, you just like, it's like whack-a-mole. Like, you just don't know what to choose. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, how do I invest? And so a lot of times, I think a lot of artists who potentially could be the next whatever um, or pick up the torch from where the people whom we know and we love and we respect left off. Um, a lot of times, like a lot of artists get overlooked. And so in a way, do I look at myself and say, oh, poor me, I'm overlooked? I could. And I've had, definitely had times where I felt that way. But I, I mean, I've come to a conclusion that, you know, if it's, it's either it's either going to happen um, or it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't give. I don't. I just. I just know. You know what's gonna happen. I just surround myself around people that are great at what they do, and eventually something's going to happen. Because when people realize you have the quality control of someone with a team, how? And I was just like, I don't even have a team. No one's committed to Greg Newman only anything. Everyone's very dynamic, and in a way, um, is that the most efficient thing? Definitely not. Am I in a position where I can put people on a on a payroll? Definitely not. Would I love to be? Definitely. But the thing about it is that I have to work with the time I have and I have to just respect the people around me. So I just want to work with the best. So if it's the best engineer who's way over there on that island and the best photographer on this island and then the best, you know, recording engineer on this island and the best producer from this island and I'm opening up for the best artist over here on this cardinal direction, like I'll, I'll have to stretch myself as far as I possibly can until, until, until it happens. So... That's it, man. I don't want to talk the whole podcast, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> how, did you, how did you come across yeah, uh, Manny's I'm, work? I'm long-winded. Um, I think I th- you were with uh, Nate Day and a chick at the... Goodness, yeah. I, I don't... I don't know if it was the Eagle... No, it wasn't the Eagle Plex. 
No, 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 no. But no. Mulherin was there. Oh, okay. I know exactly what it was. Okay, that's funny. Um, oh, so basically, uh, it was at it was at this it was at this venue. Um, it was called uh, it was called Catch One. It's called Catch One now. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a. I had just worked on a record with an artist, um, and this is actually in the beginning of like the Greg Newman solo stuff. So basically, uh, I was in a duo before. Um, I hadn't recorded one record since I, until I was 22. Basically, I just had been writing and rapping to myself and Coors Light and Garage with the homies. No, right. You know what I mean? So first record. Coors Light. Listen, man, you already know, bro. You definitely yeah. nerd. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no. I'm just saying that was available. You know what I mean? I, didn't, I wasn't. I wasn't the plug. I just be pulling up. I was the token dude who be pulling up to the party. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's what, that was my job, you feel me? That's what I signed up for. Pete the resume, you feel me? So like you know what I mean? So I was just pulling up people like, I'm great. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I was just like, I was like, what's up, Chad? You feel me? What's up, Tom? I'm not racist, my coworker black. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. What's up, Stacy? You feel me? Like, what's good? Lock it in, bro. Lock it in. So in a way, like, you know, I brought that flavor to the party and you know, people were shotgun and shit. So either way. Um, yeah, so like I only kept it to myself. I recorded the first rec- my first record at 22 um, in this duo. And then uh, after I was done with that, basically I had uh, decided I wanted to go solo for sure. And 2016, September is when I did that. Um, and since then, I mean, and I realized, I mean, because I beat myself up a lot over like things that could have happened or uh, rate. Because I'm like, okay, like I definitely know enough to, to be in a certain position. I feel like I know a lot more than even artists who are in a better position. But in a way, it's like... Okay, it's not what you know. It's who you know. Indeed. Indeed. And that's what I come to the conclusion of. It's like, okay, bro. It's been three years. You've been hammering away at this. You've lived in Riverside this whole time. You've been doing these hour and a half commutes, which you're doing a great job. But I just moved to LA County. Uh, I've lived there for a year. Um, I've met some awesome people through it. Uh, no one has bit the lure yet. But uh, it's gonna be inevitable because I'm like I'm one of those people who like, like I know it's destined. It's predetermined. It's predetermined. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And if you're bro. consistent, bro. Yeah. And you're patient and consistent, it's gonna happen. Yeah, if that's bro. meant to happen, it's gonna happen. Yeah, bro. So so basically, like, I right around like 2017, I think. Um, I think it was actually the top of 2017. I had done this record with this artist, and she was really dope. And so I featured on one of her records, and then she had a show at Catch One. And she was like, yo, like, you want to come out and perform this verse or whatever? And I was just like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, so I, I went out and, you know, and we performed it. And at the time, and now now seeing, like, her, like the energy of, like, her music and what we did and, like, Mularen, and I was just like, who who was the event programmer for this? Like, who did this? And so it was, like, a medley of people he just knew or something like that, or she just knew. But either way... Um, you know, Malaria went up and they performed and then like, oh, we rolled up early and that's where we touched base. It was all three of us and we were yeah. just talking and um, that's where it started. And then, you know, I just saw his work. Was Manny like, hey, I do pics or not? Nah, 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 definitely. <laughs> in the middle of the combo. Nah, nah, this man, no, nah, this man is very, he's very, uh, um, I, I realized he's just very about what he's there for. He's there for. He is. He's, he's like he is. he's like I'm outside the house. He's like I'm not, and I love it because I'm the same way. I'm like if I go outside of my door, like it's for something specific, and I'm trying to get that done so I can go back home. Like that's like that's the it's like I'm trying to do the best job I possibly can, but I'm not trying to be outside. Right. 
Like, and so in a way, I felt that off of him. And he was just there for the job. He was like, yeah, I'm there to shoot for the homies. And I was just like, cool, that's all I need to know. You know, let me just see what you're about. And then um, as time had gone on, I was just like, yo, let's get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was dope. It was really dope. Respect him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So keep pulling up. Thank you. It's, a, it's good, good uh, photos to have in your portfolio. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fantastic because like, because he makes a lot of people look extremely bad. So I love that shit. <laughs> I love that shit. I love, I love it. I want, I'm, and not to say I want to make people feel bad because I don't. But it's not until people realize that they're, again, we're going to route that back to that professionalism conversation. When we were coming up, there were certain people who you you saw and you were like, whoa, I want to start photography because I'm inspired to do it, but I can't do what they do. Right. When, I, when you hear Eminem, you're like, whoa, okay, this is like crazy, but and maybe I want to rap after this, you know, but in a way, it's like, I can't do what he does. And I want people to feel like, dude, like... Greg is doing X, Y, and Z, and it sounds this way. But when they hear it, they're like, "Oh yeah, I can, I can rap too." I have an auntie's cousin, cousin sister's, like stepbrother that also raps. So you know, fuck you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. In a, in a, in a way, I, I do want to inspire them, but I also want to create a level of separation and say, "No, no, no." There's layers to this, and in a way, when people have photography, everyone does photography. You know, I'm picking my phone, and people are like. In the bio, photographer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so, yeah, in, yeah. in a way, I think there's there's a difference between that and there's a difference between having three or four layers of equipment, developing your film, upgrading your stuff. No, this you know? yeah, he loves it. You can tell he's passionate yeah, about it. You yeah. can tell. Because you know how I know, bro? Because sometimes he'll be talking to me about cameras and like I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, I'm just there man. listening and I'm like, that's dope. And I, sometimes I try to engage as much as possible. crazy. I try to engage as much as possible, but I'm like, bro, you lost me after you said some term those, that I do not those know. Those are the friends you need to keep around. Those who thug it out when you're doing all the technical shit. Like that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like the thing is like technical, like that technicality is dope. Like for me, I don't want to work with a billion other people. I want to be, I want to be like a returning the reason I come back and I continuously bug Manny when he's extremely busy, and I know he's busy. I know he's like, God damn it, Greg, what mm. the fuck do you want now, bro? Oh my God, this guy's not gonna leave me alone. <laughs> and so, in a way, uh, you know, I, I, I want, I definitely, I'm a returning customer. Yeah. When I like, when I like what I like, and I, I have a feeling that you're gonna respect what I bring to the table, and it's gonna be something we can augment throughout time. Like, I don't necessarily want to, I don't feel the need to just be like, okay, cool. Now I need to do the dude, I now need to work with the dude who shot Bieber stuff or right. just because I have the bread. Like, I don't, that's not important to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right But now. you guys' um, relationship became more of a friendship too, more after than just it was, want some work shit, huh? Yeah, it was, it was organic. Like, right. it was organic. Like, we would link up over like pizza and shit, just multiple different locations. Like, he came out to my spot. Like, people don't pull up to my house, you know what I mean? Or like my place, like. And just like come inside, like you know, and mm-hmm. I'll meet them somewhere. I'll meet him at the curb, and we'll hop in my whip, and we'll go. But like, no, he's in. You know what I mean? In my house, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like my cat likes him. You feel me? Like my like, dogs like him, bro. Yeah, yeah. This, this motherfucker's Eliza Thornberry. You feel me? Like, <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Thornberry. Yeah, he's Eliza Thornberry. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in a way, like that's and that's the reason is just like you know it's quality control, and the thing is just like you can tell. When he told me, dude, hey, check out this edit real quick. I took a piece of this word and I sliced it and then I put it in the upper left hand corner, but I inverted the color. So it's low key. Like I was like, okay, (laughs) you're doing the same things. And this is what I love about it. You're doing the same things I'm doing with music and lyrics. 
but you're doing it visually and you're implementing layers of visual metaphor and metaphors exist in everything and in a way those subtleties are what create the same things that i'm trying to create in the lyrics when it comes to that secret room that has the achievement it's that caveat that's what creates the cult fan base that's your it. style that's it yeah you he get, has a style for sure you got to give people you got to give people make people feel like they're getting a lot but when they open the box they realize damn this had crazy packaging and i expected the gift to be nothing because usually everyone's capping mm. but then but then you open the box and then you're like whoa yeah because i don't really sound i'm not the type of photographer to sound like eight selects you no you're saying? getting back every good photo i took it's and like 70, that was, 80, like that, that was that insane, bro. Bro, we sent it back. Like the most I've sent back was like three ninety nine, four fifty. Yeah, bro. And the way and he knows and he knows how to move. That's different. That's and that's another thing too. It's just like a lot of people do amazing things as well, but like it, it takes a certain mind to be able to know the people you know and. I mean, I think I've been in definitely definite spaces of like knowing and meeting and dapping up a lot of certain. I mean, it was another show I was supposed to open up for was IDK that didn't pan out. Like, there's a lot of things that like I, people I've met that are like you have to have a certain level of finesse. And in a way, the fact that he keeps on elevating and puts himself in situations where he's meeting the right people, I mean, that's a good sign that you know, a I can learn from this person, but b. Um, when it comes time to move strategically and things are very much kinetic and I can say like, bro, what you got going on for the next six months? We're going to go to Europe and fuck it up. Let's do it. You know, and, and us being able to lay low and move the way we're supposed to move. You don't have someone who's going to freak out when they're in that space, when they're in the green room and they're going to fan out and burn the plug. You know what I mean? There's certain mm. people who aren't used to that space. You know what I mean? You can't bring everybody around. Right. And so that's, that's another reason. You know what I mean? So. I knew he wouldn't say this about himself, so I'm I'm, I'm bigging him up. You know what I mean? I'm done talking, man. Good I'm gonna drink some Manuel. water, man. <laughs> Swing your water, bro. Swing yeah, I'm, your water. I'm done, man. First of all, I want to say shout out to everybody that's tapped in, that's listening. Uh, the podcast officially on Spotify, so y'all can go peep that for if you're a Spotify user. Uh, Apple Podcasts been on there. Uh, SoundCloud is still you can rock you can rock with it on there. And YouTube, you can rock with it on there. Just type in Overly Blunt on Overly Blunt Podcast and you'll see everywhere. So, just wanted to plug that in real quick. Because <laughs> Spotify, like, I was kind of hard to get onto that shit. Now I finally got on it, so I'm like, cool, bet. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. That's dope. I don't have Spotify, so. Can't Me relate. either. I don't have, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I definitely I'm feel trying like, to get on Title now. Yeah, I feel. But you was mentioning Title had a lot of, excuse me. He was mentioning title had a lot of like bugs and stuff. For me, it did. Woo! Yeah, I was out that hole. Really? I lasted two months. It's a sad developers, bro. You feel me? Like, nah, bro, I cussed them out. <laughs> no way. I have a little nasty email thread with them. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I kind of so cussed so you, them out. So you had words. Yeah, because I was paying for the fucking premium. Whoa. I was paying for the like Hold top on. shit. You paying for the, the high five. You paying for the high fidelity content. The master. Mm-hmm. That you getting exclusive and, and tickets. And look, the to fucked li- up part, like three days after the fucking, um, the reasonable doubt master dropped. <laughs> I bet you were sad. Like, I'd have been kind of sad. Goodness. Mm-hmm. 
I was just upset, like, huh? Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I, I it was a nasty email. Yeah, that's wild, bro. Because it just it just kept crashing the way I was like, um, like Apple. I feel like Apple CarPlay kind of is biased on what it wants to work with. Right. Right. So. You guys probably hear Pebble in the back, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the cons of recording at home still. No, but hey, we got pushed through it. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> man. What y'all don't know is this is BTS for Zaboomafu, you feel me? This is where we score all the shit, you know what I mean? Basically, it's like, you know, uh, what is it? Um, it's like the, yeah, it's like animal sounds and shit in the back, you know what I mean? When it's like, what what other shows had like zoo shit in the back? It was like a lot of kids shows, I realized. Zaboomafu? Zabumafu, remember that show? Mm-hmm. Help me with the lemur? Yeah. A monkey, bro? <laughs> that wasn't a monkey? It was a lemur, bro. It was a. Oh, fuck's a lemur? Isn't that lemur a monkey? You don't know what a lemur is, bro? I don't watch no Mad. I'm not. We don't, don't watch Madagascar. Oh, man, I got. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck a lemur is. So I have an know, idea. So you know what a lemur is. You just lie. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? You know what a lemur is. Okay, 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 okay. As a lemur. Also, y'all watch. I got two little sisters, man. I relived every kid's show twice. You feel me? Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. But yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> you talked about Eminem earlier. A couple, you brought Eminem up a couple times. Is that one of your favorite rappers? Um, I wouldn't even say. I would say I appreciate his technicality and his old music. Oh, thank God. Yeah. What are you expecting me to say right now? I'm what are not you, afraid. Yeah, what are you expecting <laughs> me to say yeah, right you now? Know, some wild shit happened when I pulled up. You know yeah. what I was playing? Mm. Like, no lie. I was like, all right, I'm going to count to three. Or I'm going to skip three songs. Whatever plays, I'm going to let it play. Mm. Guess what it landed on? Mm. Stan. <sighs> Stan's fire, though. But I'm bumping that in the car, dog. Like, no, one's be bu- no one would be bumping that I've in the never, car like I've that. I've never rolled by and shit. Yo, know, this is shout out to Marshall, because you know what I mean? Because you might. But ultimately, like, it's, I've, I've never rolled by someone's, like, slapping Eminem. Maybe in Glamis or, like, yeah. places where people, like... I love them on features. Damn, you never drove by her someone slapping Eminem. I mean, personally... That's a fact. Pers- I mean, am I, am, I, am I being, like, aggressive about that? No. Like, you know what I mean? I, I just... And it'll no work. shade and if it is, And if they no. are bumping, it's probably, like, uh, DRE. Still DRE. Oh, of course. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, That's what I said. Not days. What's that fight about Dre? That's what I said. Like, I love him on features. I love the Slim Shady era. And I feel like you can't possibly bump the Slim Shady era. But right. for me, I just feel like that music doesn't truly pass the car test like that. I feel like if Eminem... Unless M&M, it's features. I feel like if right. Eminem was black, he wouldn't be... He wouldn't... I mean, he'd be considered a dope lyricist, but he wouldn't be as... Pra- he wouldn't be praised as much. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't think... Um, yeah, once once hip hop became something that was like alluring, because the only thing is that like you don't have kids, you know, who are dressing like they, you know, go to Pepperdine University. Like they're not cutting crack and wigging people in Compton. You know what I mean? So in a way, it's like the gang kind of culture or the talk about like the stick talk and all that other shit. Mm-hmm. Like for the most part, like it, it was just very alluring. As like, whoa, I live in the suburbs and I've never seen this before. And so in a way, it's just like, oh, I want to hear about the other side. I want to feel dangerous. I'm rolling through with all my other white homies, and I feel like a like like a hard ass. Like, and so in a way, it's like, you know who I, did that for me, though, Kilo? Chief Keef. Oh yeah. When I saw I don't on, like, man. I was like, what the come fuck? On, come on, man. Come on, of course. I was like, who the hell? Sixteen there with all these guns. I was I was intrigued. I'm yeah, not gonna lie, I was intrigued. I was like, oh shit, let me go look up other shit. <laughs> And it's a market. It's a whole. It's a whole market. And so, in a way, I, the only reason I mentioned Eminem before was because um, the word uh, wordplay. Well, it, it was the wordplay, but more so it was just like the energy of him saying, "I'm gonna stay ready." 
is more so the way he approached things, more so than even his contact. Back to the nine to five thing. You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. You brought him up like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's the first time I kind of yeah. mentioned him, and it was like, yeah, it's just because you know you do you watch the eight mile shit, and he's like, okay, I'm ready to torch anybody at any moment. Like it's more so that energy, more so than like him saying you know whatever he was saying, and um, yeah, and then I think having certain people and certain mentors for certain pockets of your craft, like you could be like. I like this, I like artists X, Y, and Z because the way that they color, I feel. But then those aren't the same people that I go to when it comes to framing and scope. Like, mm. so I have th- so I have A, B, and C because these people scope and, and put things in a frame and know how to like, they really are on their four thirds in a certain way or they're really on their law of thirds in a certain way. And then it's like, okay, but I have different people when it comes to cinematography. That's that. So I have three people for this, three people for this three people for the cinematography aspect and the whole myriad of things. So even though I might look at artists and say, whoa, work ethic, that's where you were at. And then I could look at somebody like, like Lupe and I could say depth. Whoa. You know, and then learn from this person on a depth aspect and figuring out how to pocket the caveats and stuff like that. And then I could look at somebody and be like, whoa, Travis Scott. Okay. Performance energy, you know, balance when it comes to crowd interaction. Oh, okay. Wow. Like this is what it looks like. And then I could look at somebody um, whom I could look at somebody like like Gibbs and be like, okay, like character, mm, like embodying breath control. You see what I'm saying? So like the certain things that like I think breath when people control. look at these artists, he raps just like the album on stage. He wanted the only Bro, artist I, to not change up the lyrics, change up his flow. Wait, what do you mean birth control? Breath. Oh, breath control. I said birth control. I was like birth control. You agreed. I was like, what the fuck? Oh no, I, no. I heard what he said. He said oh, breath, he said yeah, breath control. Breath control. Like yeah, he doesn't man. switch up the way. He, I'm not gonna lie. He performs his album just on, on beat. Yeah, like it's, on beat. Everything. Ra- like I'm not gonna lie. So it's Travis and and Freddie, bro. Really? This guy. I mean, I've I've taken a, a considerable amount of time, and I think I've watched maybe every live performance that's that's on YouTube of this person just because like I just I'm studying you know I'm saying okay what is he doing what is he not doing you know okay he's kind of doing just the standing there and I'm just going to give it you the bars I'm not going to do too yeah. much so he's not doing the overt shit but in a way it's like okay how can I take that and then like blend it with some movement and kind of make it feel young younger more active and more engaging because um, he already has his fan base so he can afford to be static like you can afford like they, these artists don't have to do much because people already know their songs I don't have to say my hook because you were going to sing it back to me and you want to be that involved but for my POV and for someone who has to earn the audience I got to kind of do the theatrics in a way so that's why it's like going back to going back to Freddie it's like yeah I mean that's performance wise him Travis Scott you know um, other artists whom are doing doing really well you know and once you it's funny because like there was uh, some people who told me like, Greg, you're at the highest, like you're at the highest gradient of your career right now where you have riveted down a lot of amazing back of house stuff. And you, once you get through this very steep component of, as you continue to doing, as you continue doing what you're doing, you find the right people who do want to weigh in a little bit heavier, then things are going to be extremely downhill and things are going to be very fast. Like it's just going to be okay. You're going to meet so-and-so, meet so-and-so, and it's just going to rock it from there because everything else back here has already been shored up. Mm-hmm. You know, so you mean downhill as in an easy climb or like an easy way down, not as in like downhill. As in negativity. Neg- yeah. Oh, yeah that's, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean like 
I mean like potential to kinetic energy. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean I mean like you're just it's, it's like, like a roller coaster. That's exactly right. You that's exactly right. You know, or so like walking up a fucking hill and you wanna walk you'd yeah, rather you're walk like, down oh, than man. walk up. Yeah, and you're fatigued and you're like, Oh man, I can just run down now. I can get and then wearing down, what the fuck? I'm walking down. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. So yeah, I mean When's the last time you walked up a hill? Since I had a car? Shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's a smart answer, man. That's a smart answer. That's, that's that pro AI answer. He's like, sheesh, bro. Since I got chipped in the back of the ear, homie, shit, bro. I've been Googled since, dog. I think last time I found a hill was when I went with you to your, uh, the Shoei Shoe Malik at the beach. But that was when, like, that was July? July. Yeah. yeah. I'm so inactive. Bro, we got to get it. <laughs> we gotta get it by next by the next video y'all see I'm about to be buff watch Jeez, watch bro. get him juiced up yeah. you know he's gonna hit his little creatine bag I'm about, to, <laughs> I'm about to go see Dr. Miami oh, oh man, man. <laughs> yo imagine getting some uh, fake abs that'd be fun oh, you can do that yeah you can you can definitely get ab implants which is actually probably way more efficient because who has time to do sit ups? You feel me? On God, bro. <laughs> this guy said on on deity. You feel me? Like on God, bro. <laughs> That's how this guy had to make it biblical. You feel? Me? You have to make the. Uh, we were just, keep talking, it, we were just talking. I was just talking about how like I can't. I shouldn't be using God's name in vain. No, cool. I mean. Context, you feel me? But it's just like it, no, the but fact see, that it went that's biblical. my argument. But at the end of the day, still, we still like demeaning the name God. You I see what you're saying. We're just yeah. making, okay, okay, we're okay, making okay, fun okay, of it. Okay, okay, okay. I see okay, what you're okay, saying. Okay. It's funny though. It's hilarious. <laughs> you just like fake implants, biblical. You feel me? Oh God. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? She's, oh God, bro. You know what I mean? She's on my auntie sister, bro. You feel me? <laughs> so you, you, you say you used to live in Riverside? I used to live in Riverside, yeah. Yo, I love Riverside, so I was dope. Yeah. I didn't know you had that. We have, we have a connection, low-key now. Indeed, bro. Indeed. We have a connection. Bro, I'm biased, Riverside folks. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I, I was in these streets, man. Like, literally. What part? Uh, I used to, so, um, I I lived in, like, by UCR for, like, Downtown, a, a huh? minute. Yeah, well, UCR by a minute, for a minute, like, MLK over there. Mm, okay, and okay. so I was, like, kind of across UCR for a while. And then um, I moved to um, Canyon Crest for a year. Oh, you were in the like, nice oh, part. It was, well, it was like the cheapest apartment ever. Someone got shot like the year I was there. And it was like, yeah, that was, that was wild. And then like my my roommate, you know, my roommate like shriveled up and it was like, nah, we got to move. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, sounds like me. I was like, but the price though, you feel me? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, bro, just keep the door closed. Oh, so you, you were like, <laughs> more so like Movell, huh? Uh, yeah. And so funny enough, actually, you mentioned that because like after that, he, you know, he ended up moving, which is totally cool. And then um, I ended up moving to Movell for a while. And then after that, uh, I had an apartment right off of, um, it was like by Tyler. Mm-hmm. I had an apartment by Tyler. You know, you know, the string of apartments where it's like those, get those apartments off the freeway and yeah. like, that's that sheet metal. Yeah. Yeah. I was like over there, you know what yeah, I mean? Okay. I was over there by like the, you know, all that stuff. This, that's our side basically. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. So I was over there for a while. And then, um, for the last like two years, I think that I was, I was here, I, I moved to, um, I moved to a place up in like Lake Matthews area. One of my coworkers. So it's funny. Funny story is like, I actually was a supervisor for Starbucks as I forementioned, right, for five years at La Sierra in Indiana, right here by the Rouse 
Oh wow, yeah. Yeah, I worked. Damn. Yeah, I worked here. I worked. Wait, there. so that's how you were gonna get into Starbucks? Oh, yeah, it all comes together now. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so I used to work right there, uh, and I was yeah, so I was there for five years, and and uh, yeah, only you know, only uh, black male holding it down. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> On the planet, you feel with me? all these Mexicans around you. <laughs> yeah, bro, bro. Listen, man. People like what's great. <laughs> what's great, and then like. <laughs> not great about it is that you almost wonder like when people were like you're doing a crazy job like you're like oh you're doing such a good job and I, you wonder it's the same thing as the Larry Bird thing it's the same thing as the Kendrick thing I'm just wondering myself like if I was like Stan mm-hmm. or Chad or something like that and I was good I mean I definitely put foot to ass I was making it happen but mm-hmm. in a way I was just like if I didn't look the way I look people would be like yo you know what I mean? Like, you're doing a crazy... I was like, I think you're saying I'm doing a crazy job for a black person. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's what you're yeah. really... I think you're saying, like, your level for the way you look is completely wild. And, you know, so I took it with a grain of salt. I still, I was there for the bag. Yeah. Me? You know what I mean? I was, I was racking the tips up, showing a little leg, you feel me? So, now you stay out in L.A.? Uh, Correct, yeah. I moved to Norwalk. And so how's that transition? Uh, Going man. from the... Well, not the Valley, well, the IE to... I, I, what's, weird, what's weird is that, like, I love, I love specifically, that I love each place that I've lived for different reasons. Like, one thing being, like, a very nomadic kid and moving around a lot because of my dad's job. And then being in a position where I was in Riverside and I moved, like, four times or five times in the IE within a span of, like, six, seven years. Like, I, I just learned how to move on very quickly. But I took small pieces. And what's funny is that Coachella, like... A lot of that, I used to basically, like, I used to go with, like, my dad sometimes, and he used to, like, take pictures of sunsets, and he used to, uh, he used to be like, oh, like, look at this photo, I'm like, oh, my God, so annoying, like, they all look the same, and like, <laughs> I used to, like, sh- uh, brush it off, and then, like, I would find, like, there were certain places in Coachella, like, I would go to, because um, I, I lived in Indio, and I, I would drive, like, 30 minutes up to, like, a mountain's corner, like, a little turnout, and you just see, like, the whole sky on fire. And, like, that was, like, kind of the first. And I would always go up there and, like, listen to music and go up there and write. Like, if I was, like, getting a fight with somebody or, like, argue with somebody, I would always go up there and decompress. And so, in a way, like, I was just, like, I want to make people feel as powerful as this looks right now. Like, how would this, what would this sound like? And I, and I would just tell myself that, not thinking anything. Because I'm like, oh, we are trash. You feel me? So, you get it? <laughs> cool dream, bro. You know, but in a way, like... I, though that's where the whole nature thing started. So to go back to Riverside, like I was in Lake Matthews and like that's higher elevation. That's like all the way up La Sierra. You keep going all the way up to La Sierra, keep like to where the mountain road splits and you can go down to Corona, like Dos Lagos area. Mm-hmm. And then you can go towards Paris. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you make a left and you go towards Paris. And I was like in between those mountains. And so I would like, you know, it's the first place it rains when the I, it rains in the eye. It's the first place like, you see, like, I'm in fog when I'm driving on the way home. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I when the, when the fires were here in these mountains, like, as I was driving to work on the mountain, you could see the flames, like, from the vantage point I was at. And, like, there was so many nature implications there. It just, like, bled into me. So I took those things. And I was like, dude, IE is beautiful. I love it out here. Like, I love it because it just, like... It, where I was at specifically, it was just far away enough from like the sirens and heli- helicopters and all that other wild stuff. I could find a sense of peace, you know. And in a way, um, so I always associated home with like the recharge station. And then when I step outside my door, it's like, all right, let's attack the world. I'm going to attack the world. So you're kind of like 
leaning forward when you're outside of the house. And then when you come back, you like want to plug back in and recharge. And so like where I was at specifically in Lake Matthews, like it, it, it enabled me to get that level of like recharge. And so now that I'm out in LA County, my, my first thought was like, okay, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be like, you know, it's going to feel like I, it's just going to smell different. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's going to feel different, but thankfully like where I'm at, um, where I'm at specifically, like, is like 25 minutes, 25 minutes away from like downtown, and it's uh, it's far enough away to the point where it does not feel like LA, but it's close enough to the point where, because when you live in the IE for so long, and you're used to driving out to LA, you're used to driving exorbitant distances to be able to go to where you need to go you know you already know it's all time you finesse the time okay mm. i'm gonna travel at 8 p.m i'm gonna hit at 11 30 yeah the traffic's gonna be so in a way i already had that mentality from living out here for so long so in a way i was like okay the show is at nine i'm gonna leave at eight because there's gonna be no traffic and i look at the gps and it says 17 minutes and i'm like whoa like it's slow enough and it's far away enough from downtown where you don't get a lot of the la stuff but at the same time it's close enough so i could at least like you know, save fuel and like be there and not have to worry about like, okay, I drove myself or I, I drove from here to a certain area to go pick up the homie because he's shooting my show or like he's recording it or whatever. And then I'm driving out to the show. I burn out on this crazy hyper performance level thing. So I go on 10 physically. I'm burnt out. I'm sweating and I'm tired and I'm kind of want to take a nap. You feel me? Yeah. But then I don't just, I don't drive directly home. I have to, the homie hops back in the car. I got to go drop him off. That takes X amount of time. And then I got to go drive myself back home. Wow. So now, I'm like, by the time I get home, I'm like face, face plant couch mode. You know what I mean? So in a way, like being 17 minutes and being like, okay, I can gas out and then I can just be home. Like that's an amazing convenience. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, it, but it's more expensive. You know what I mean? So there's definitely like, there's, there's drawbacks and there's benefits. But honestly, I do enjoy it because... I'm a very like show face kind of person and I, I know that frequency means something, volume means something. The more I'm at mixers, the more I'm at shoots, the more I'm, I'm, I can pull up to shows and just see what people are about. The more I can see people are like, why is this one guy showing up all the time? Like, who is this guy? He just looks familiar. And then that's where that bridge starts getting built. I'm like heavy on showing face, like no real, no real connection is made over the internet. I think all the real connections are made still in person. People are very disillusioned to that. Bars. The bar. <laughs> it's a bar, bro. People are disillusioned by this internet shit. They're like, oh no, if I follow in the... No, no, no. That may, that may be a good like first... That's a toe dip. That's yeah. a cover letter. You... <laughs> Bars. <laughs> that, Following somebody's a cover letter. That's... Dog. that's that, and no one reads that. Yeah. That's a like they give you the double tap. Pew. Then you meet in person. Oh, hey, nice to meet you. Or I had an instance where this girl wanted to shoot, uh-huh. and I saw she didn't. I, she doesn't know what I look like. She just hit me up, said, "Let's shoot, right?" Of course, yeah. And I ended up seeing her at um, a festival. I just pulled her aside. I'm like, "Hey, can I grab some pictures of you?" And she was like, <sighs> "Like rolled her eyes and was like, fine." And I was like. Oh shit, bitch! <laughs> like you reached out to me, like bitch, what? Wow! But she, I didn't introduce myself. None of that. I just I asked if I could, I could that. just take her pictures, right? I love that. Actually, and she was like, like she rolled her eyes and shit. I was like, <laughs> very. Bro, I was like shook. I was like, 
Right. No, I mean, at that point, you're just like, bet. That's all I need to know. I just said never. No, I didn't even take the photos. Like, I just walked away. I was just shook. Like, yo. So she like tried to DM you after that? Like, where are you at? Like, She didn't know who I was. I just never. I just. But I she didn't DM your account and was like, yo, where are you? Like, we going to link up? We're going to. We didn't plan to shoot at the carnival. Like, we just oh. planned to shoot, shoot. Like, aside from that. I just happened to so, see her at the carnival. Mm-hmm. That's actually wild. So, that, yeah. That's so when she asked you to shoot again, you were like, nah, you curved me? Nah, I just unfollow her and of just, course, yeah. yeah. I didn't really get too deep into it, but it was just one of those moments where I was like, "Damn!" But that's where I, that's what what I like. Yeah, of I course. like seeing shit like that because it's course. like when you look back at it, pause. <laughs> you like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look back, you know, the way his eyebrows yeah, adjusted, yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, bro, like, when you look back at it, like, hey, punctuation is everything. Why but, is the comma there? You feel me? <laughs> but you know, if, to me, it's just like cool. Like right. I, this internet shit works. Right. Um, yeah. It works any way you want it to work. So you see what I'm saying? You just gotta learn how to work the gears. It's your invisibility cloak. So yeah, for me, it's an invisibility cloak. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, now. and in a way, like I love it too because, like, at least the way I present myself, I probably present myself in this very like, I'm trying to help people way in a way. Like I want people to like take away more than just the raps, but like, it's funny because then people meet me, and it's like, they're like, oh, like. I just expect you just to grunt and yell at me all day. Because <laughs> they're just like, you sound like a uh, mate, you sound like a psychopath. Right. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, oh, okay, for sure. Like, it's the same thing. Like, me, like, I feel like a lot of people, especially, just don't know how to gauge. And what I love it, and when I, when I say social Darwinism, people don't know how to communicate. Mm. And I love it because it just makes the process of filtration way faster. Flirting is so easy with that. Like, <sighs> So Bro, nice. you just gotta be. You just gotta be so. It's so nice. I be breaking. I break the ice quick, and they get uncomfortable. And it's like, why are you getting uncomfortable? It's like, this is what humans are supposed yeah, to do. No, this is what interact. No, five years ago, this is what we did. <laughs> not five years ago. Maybe like, not. Maybe I'm like being like. 20 years ago, man. Mm, let's, go 20? let's go 20. Nah, bro, nah, 20. Nah, nah, nah. Let's go 20. I said 2010 people were still interacting. Uh, not like that though. Not like that, but it was still it wasn't it wasn't fully what it is now. Shit, a lot of shit changed in the last three years, four years, bro. Since IG blew up, but IG twenty fourteen not the same as IG twenty nineteen at all. I feel like that was IG prime twenty fourteen, twenty twelve, twenty fourteen IG prime. So you think it was like had more filter? No, yeah. felt like there's less filtration, less censorship. Yeah, man. I remember Wretch. You know who Wretch is? Yeah, yeah. I remember Wretch used to post his videos when he's eating his bitches out. Damn. And he hitting it from the back. Damn. Like, he wouldn't show the actual private parts, but he showed himself, like... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, Wretch was walking in the store. Like, he was he did the he did the, the loud challenge first. I think I'm about to steal. <laughs> yeah, I You remember, the, I remember that? Remember that video where he's smoking around the, around the, the white people? Mad ethnic. Oh, he's like, what oh is mad God, ethnic? Bro. And he's blowing, he's blowing. He's like, this is what Emma Kelly died for. Oh, I do this for my... my it's all these elderly senior citizen white people around him. He's just I blowing do, day. Wow, yeah. I do remember that. That's actually wild. <laughs> no, that was a great um, era for IG. Yeah, that's wow. Like it's now, MDM's era. La- nowadays, like the way these filters and like IG is running it up is people are having this like 
fascination of looking like something, right? Of course, yeah. So in my head, because they're taking this shit to like doc, like plastic surgeons, like Dr. Miami, make me look like this fucking Playboy filter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the way I look at it is like, when I saw the, a famous tattoo with freckles, I was like, y'all are washed. Like, bro. when I saw Dystopia, I think that, the, or not Dystopia, <laughs> but like, not even Euphoria, I never oh, seen okay. that shit. But the, um, I forgot what type of society is called, like Dystopian Yeah, it's Dystopian. That's what where, it is, yeah. Where they're like all futuristic and everything's mm-hmm. fluid mm-hmm. and everything's gender neutral. Uh, and, Orwellian. Yes. And yes. that's what I feel like these, these filters are leading up to because it's like... 10 years from now when this shit popping, popping when these girls got like money, it's going to be more people looking like we barely seen the people that are getting these surgeries. Bro, you didn't hear that then, then mom started to drop with that story recently with the seven-year-old. The seven-year-old that had the moms forcing him to go through a transgen- transgender operation type thing, a surgery. And the, and the dad, they got a divorce yeah, over Yeah, because the dad's like, bro. Like, we got Wait, so elaborate on that. What happened? It was a seven-year-old that, um, he he his mom I guess to I guess today what came out the information that came out today was that he the kid did a confession that his mom has been abusing him and telling him that he's a girl and he's she's been dressing him up and she's been uh she, like she's trying to instill in him that he's a girl and she's trying to make him go through the surgery wow at she seven years old she wants a girl she, at she seven years old again oh, and wow. and the dad they, she got divorced with her husband because he's like not like nah like what the fuck like my kid no we're not doing that at seven years yeah. old yeah but. That shit is just crazy, bro. Because like, people just trying to be like, people trying to be filters, bro. But then you got yeah, you got crazy then, parents trying, and trying look, to make their kids. I and, don't know, bro. And then with her, you don't know if she's just fat. She always wanted a girl. You don't know that. So yeah. she's like, oh, since I'm a, I'm gonna justify it by this because that's too young. But that's, all these but bro, all these laws bro. are not coming to play for the transgender. Like right. she getting, bro. It's not a coincidence. Like this is not. Right. This is all part that's, of the plan. That's why I feel like all of it's going. And I'm not against it. Because sure, that's people's sure. like free will. I'm not against it. Right. I don't because I don't indulge in it either. For me, I'm I like options. Of course, like yeah. options for everybody. Like do what you choose. You of have course. that free will. But the way I do look at it is, we're going into that type of society where everything is fluid, and I feel like in 20 years it's gonna be like. I feel like even by the time the disclosure comes out, like there's actual all this technology happening, I feel like it's gonna be fucking months when shit just starts coming out. China got these fucking <laughs> solar panel buildings that are floating on mountains, and mm-hmm. a month later, it's gonna, I feel like that shit's gonna happen real fast. Yes, but by then, society is gonna be so like it's really gonna be a classist society. You're not gonna ask male or female no more. You're not gonna ask anything. You really poor gonna, or rich, poor or rich. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Or or like you either live down here or you live on that floating rock. Exactly, and if you take a pod like Eli- from like here Elysium, to there, bro. Elysium, thank bro. You. I, when I saw the movie, I was like, "This is that and Wally, mm, the Disney one." Wow, those two. I'm just like, "This really was the shit gonna turn into?" Yeah, bro. That's interesting you say that because last night I was watching a movie called Transcendence, and it mm. was Johnny Depp, um, like the uh, the actor who played uh, Black Widow. She was like a main character. character. Scarlet. Um, Scarlet, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what? Yeah, Scarlet Johansson. Wow, damn. So you're not a nerd. Yeah, but wow. Yeah, no, he a is nerd. a nerd. Yeah. He said yeah. Black I, Widow. Yeah. He said Scarlet. Wow. 
you imagine? Yeah, I don't know her name, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. her comic name. Yeah, yeah, it's like I don't know her name, but uh, issue seven, addendum <laughs> C. <laughs> I dropped the comic like issue, but like I feel like um, yeah. So Scarlett Johansson um and uh, Johnny Depp and uh, Morgan Freeman was in this movie. There was a lot of I'm talking like a lot of heavy hitters in this movie, and um, and it was about basically you know I guess spoiler alert, but. The idea was before you get into it. I wonder why it's heavy hitters. Mm. Are they trying to promote something? Are they trying to show me something? Because what was the budget on the movie? Was it a big? Because I never heard of it. Well, here's the thing. It seemed like an indie. It seemed like an indie, but there was there were a lot of like B to A like tier actors. That's what I mean. If it's so indie, their budget, their budget was high. It was almost like one of the actors has a production production company and they could afford to pull X, Y, and Z because they've met them throughout the industry. And they're like, yo, I have this movie idea. And it's, I'm talking like Elon came, cameoed in this movie. What the hell? I'm talking what, movie, what movie is this? It's, it's called it's called Transcendence. It's, it's bro, on We gotta watch it. Yeah. There has to be a message bro, behind it. it. So listen, man. Like you That's where both it starts. The, yeah, the both actors, the, but it's an indie. It like, seemed like it seemed to me like an indie. Or like me, one the of these artists it, have a production. The company. way I look at it is this. With these heavy hitters, as you say, B to A. Mm-hmm. It's not marketed that big. I never heard of it. I never is saw it, a trailer for it. I don't know when it came out. Oh. I have no idea when it came out, but basically, like, look at you want to look it up. Yeah, so like a lot of the components of this movie, you, I'm telling, you, I have some links to send you, bro. The things I've been on for the last like couple months have been interesting, but and I've been sending it to a couple people, but I forgot you're one of those minds I can send it to. Um, but basically, like, it's it's about you know a scientist and his wife, and uh, the scene opens up, and he, they have kind of like a gazebo garden area. And you see him like staple gunning like uh, like copper netting on top, and she's like, and she's like, yeah, this is what you wanted. Like you have your garden, and I can take care of like. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like I, I wanted it. And he's like, yeah, it's like a dead. He's like, look, pulled out his phone. He's like, see, it's a dead zone. Signal can't get through. You know, he's like, oh, you wanted to disconnect, right? And so in a way, I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then you you find out that um, basically the AI premise war is afoot basically and so there's people whom are rebelling against who were previous in terms of ai companies yeah who whom are hong kong yes who are rebelling against these ai companies so they so they basically set up like different situations where they were like kind of like trying to stop the progress of certain certain companies so basically a bunch of these bleeding ai labs all got hit at the same time it was like a coordinated thing and the only lab that was still up that ironically had like the highest level of like quantum AI at the time um, was uh, Johnny Depp character's um, uh, his role. So the lab that he had was kind of the most advanced. So they were like, hey, and now the government was like, hey, we just want, you know, we need we need a proxy on like how things are going. We used to check into this lab and this lab and now they're down. So do you mind if we check out your stuff? And he was like reluctant about it. But they went ahead and everyone took a look at it. And he definitely had the most advanced one, but it turns out that one, this attempt, uh, one of these protesters came up and they tried to sh- they tried to kill him. Um, Don't ruin it for me now. Right? Yeah, for real. So basically, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's that just that alone, and that's like, that's only the tip of the iceberg. That's like first fifteen minutes. Okay. You know what I mean? Like that's like you're barely grazing it. Okay. 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 You know what I mean? So either way, 
um, where it goes is very practical, which is very interesting. And none of it felt like sci-fi stretch, like, whoa, you're reaching. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it felt, it, it felt, it was a, it was a good movie. I mean, I, I mean, I had to work out like at, at 6am, but in a way it was, I was up to like 1am watching this movie and I was like, wow, this is like, what you watch it on? A Netflix. Mm. Netflix. Is it Call of Duty night? Have you seen that movie, A Scanner Darkly? No. No, that was that was interesting. Someone recommended me that. Uh, who was it? It was a homie. Um, what's the name? R- Remy? Remy Vega? Smirk. A smirk, yeah. And Jeremy. That one. That one is with the Robert Downey Jr., Keanu Reeves. Remy. Um. The the old the one of the Olsen ones. I mean Gary Olsen ones. The one that has the you know that dude that has the messed up nose. Yes. Wedding Crashers. His brother. Owen Wilson. Yeah. Owen Wilson. Owen, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was good. It was about a, about I don't. Know, it's kind of hard to explain. It was about the whole Matrix kind of thing in a way. Sure. It was, but it's it's animated and it's weird. Sure. It has like a weird effect to it, but it was very. It was one of those movies where it's like, oh, this basically, is yeah, government shit. The premise is what would happen if someone uploads their consciousness to an AI framework. I already talked about that. I already talked about that. I'm just saying. So this that's gonna happen. This movie, Elon already talking about it. So this, so why is he cameoing in this movie? Who, who? Ooh. Elon. Oh, Elon. Elon. That's why I don't fuck with Elon, bro. Well, here's, the, I mean, the, I don't fuck with Elon. The thing about it is that the movie goes in a way where I, there's things I don't know anyone personally, is what I'll say. I don't know what his intentions are, but I mean, ultimately, the whole greenhouse gas electric car thing, I rock with it. You know I rock I mean? with that too, of course, you know yeah. I mean? But but in terms of like the AI, uh, the intentions of Neuralink, I mean, I don't know. Are you familiar with the deep state? Um, elaborate. I don't know. How 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 would yeah, you put, elaborate? Yeah, put, yeah, put the me deep on. State? Basically, the elite. The yeah, the ones really running, that's controlling everything. Sure. Um, I I feel I feel like he's part of that club. He's part of that deep state club. Yeah, I mean, someone. I'm at the point now where I believe if if you make an X amount of millions, you're part of. You see what I'm saying? You you're yeah. part of something. Well, when you pass a certain line, I mean, there's definitely, like, guilds. I'm sure that after a certain, you know, you get your evite to Bohemian Grove. You feel me? Guilds. <laughs> guilds. Guilds. You know what I mean? Like, like you you get your you get your evite, you know, and they're like. Yeah, you know, we're sacrificing goats over here, like for you know a higher power. Babies. Yeah, listen, we can get into. I mean, you know, you know what you know what daylight talks about. So like we 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 get into. That's why I love day. That's why I love daylight because he on that type of talk. He's talking about adrenochrome. He's talking about talking like bro. Listen, man, we got there was some conversations that are taking that are taking place that is like very you know. So if you know, you know. mm -hmm. You know, and I think uh, in a way, people aren't ready for that. People definitely aren't ready for that, but in, but it's very real. And so when, when certain people, Bezos, Musk, all of them, bro, Zuckerberg, how do you, how do you feel you know, about you keep up with politics? I'm sorry. Do you keep up with politics? I, I try to I try to touch it just to see what's going on. But so uh, do you feel a way about Andrew Yang? With this whole like he's Andrew trying to Yang. okay going yeah. about the AI the AI, the AI dude? Yeah yeah I, yeah I'm familiar. Um yeah. I it, just feel a way because you know he preaches about how AI is taking our jobs away and it's gonna really you know. 
take over humanity. But then again, he gets co-signed by Elon, and he's all with it. He's for it. Mm. That was kind of that's kind of uh, like that defeats your whole purpose. Yeah, I think I think that with with Andrew Yang, uh, I think he's a very practical person, and in a way, I do think he's like. Like, for instance, like, I rock with people who understand this. Okay, so this is this is a bar I've heard from an artist, like, a long time ago. But basically, it was like, and I, and I carry this with me because I think it carries more importance than even that artist intended to. But it's like, if you want to beat the system, understand it first. So I've carried that with me for years. And in a way, I feel like I would rather have someone who understands, okay, you code. Your project manager, you own an a you own a company that has some sort of inter- interface of AI that's helping you on the bottom line to be able to cut X revenue for your whatever your profit and loss. So in a way, because Andrew Yang has a little bit more familiarity, um, I'll send you a name. But I was watching interviews for um, Jaron uh, Jaron Lanier is is he's this like Caucasian dude who has like dreads and stuff and and he's like talking about like. Yeah, weird, but <laughs> but I'm saying like, but 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 he has, but the thing is like he he was early, Yo, bro, in, dude. he was early in the game when it came to he built a company. He's he's basically the person. He's like the godfather of VR, basically, and he sold a company to Google early in the game, and he's basically like one of the OG like Silicon Valley people. Um, so in a way, like, yeah, I don't know. Open the door. Keep going. Yes, it's like one of the OG Silicon Valley people. And um, basically, it, it's almost like a line with, there's a lot of conversations about AI, there's a lot of conversations about privacy, and there's a lot of conversations about us getting recouped for our IP because our human intellect and our intuition is what's building the framework of the cerebral digital mind. And so what this what Lanier was talking about, or Jaron Lanier, he was mentioning, he was like, okay, like, I think that we are giving all this information, like patterns of how we drive, things we talk about, topics, the way that we describe things, dialect. There's certain things we're feeding oh, there. My car knows my destinations, when, where, how, why, when. And that's the thing is that, <laughs> and, and for, that to, for that to have parallelism with Snowden and, and, and the idea of, Look, of you never not being in a place where they never not know where you are. Like it this. knows where I go. Like, if I started in the morning, it'll mm-hmm. tell me, it'll give me automatically directions to work, time, travel, like, Fantastic. all of that, right? I'm like, okay, I understand that part. Right. Then, say if I want to go on lunch, uh-huh. based on the time, it'll know where I'm going. Mm. I'm like, yo, okay, this like, is... Does it like, give you, like, oh, these are the most optimal it routes sends, to the it food sends around to, you? It sends, him, it sends him to Chipotle. <laughs> Like, look, yeah, we're at a quarter tank, but you know he goes me, I rock every you, day. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. That's all good. Chipotle needs customers. It'll tell me. It'll tell me how long I got to, you know, how long it'll take to get home. It'll, mm-hmm. t- it'll tell me like when I'm gonna go edit. It tells me all that. Wow. This shit creeps me out. And, and in a way, like the thing is, like, in the mantra is, you're given a lot of these free services or these services that are like they seem hyper convenient. But there's, you know, 600 pages of terms and conditions mm-hmm. jargon that you're agreeing to. And you're ultimately, you know, relinquishing, you know, you're relinquishing what we call IP, which is something that a lot of artists 
relinquish all the time by signing these 900 degree deals. Shout out to Tony Hawk Pro Skater too, because it would be 360, but we really didn't. Okay, so ultimately, it's like, <laughs> it's like these artists are signing away their IP when they give other people their rights, their intellectual property, and everyone has this intellectual property because AI is being based off of our maneuvers as human beings. It's studying what we're doing. It's studying our, our medical field. It's studying how we creatively... Basically, what I'm saying is that in 50 years, because of... I'm not sure if you've ever seen videos of voice-generated videos where it's actually an AI compiling other people's voices. So imagine this. It's 2050, and you say, hey, I want to listen to... Um, I want to listen to... H Alexa, I want to listen to H the Izzo by Jay-Z over Education by Freddie Gibbs on the uh, Bandana album in French. Okay, That'd be fire, actually, though. <laughs> so, here's Yo, the thing. So, most that's people... Alexa. He just said H to the Izzo over Bandana be Like, that would be fire, actually. So, so, that's, <laughs> so what I'm saying is that, like, oh, yeah. in terms of options, yeah, would it be fire for sure? But that's what they, they're wrapping it up. All this, Alexa. they're wrapping it up in convenience. Roll me up, You know what I mean? But the thing, Roll me up, <laughs> And another one on top of that. You Please, I mean? Alexa, I beg of you. Attach that to a little prosthetic arm. You done, bro. That's it. Uh, you, know I mean? have, you have two cyborg arms. <laughs> no, servos. I would, you know I would, attach, oh, I would attach them to my back. I'm going to come home to an Android while I'm cooking another dinner, bro. You know what I mean? Doc Ock, you feel me? Unlimited got got, Unlimited got got. She ain't got no, she ain't gonna get no law uh, jockey. You gonna, <laughs> you gonna be able to adjust the settings on her and shit? Yeah, I mean that shit. Listen, bro. I log off my social go. media forever, bro. Uh, man, shout out to me. Twitter. Yeah, man. I was like, look, bro. I'm gonna have like three of them. And they can't get jealous over each other. I'm be like, hey, all three of y'all, jealousy setting zero. Yeah. <laughs> jealousy setting zero. Like, that's man. how we're rocking. Look, oh, all of y'all, man. all of y'all just greet each other. Get to know each other. I'm going to take a few days off. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> you know, do what you I'm do. I'm not going to lie, bro. When, when, when machines are taking care of that, it's going to be so aggressive. It's going to put human beings on their ass, bro. You be cool for Yo, man, Imagine if the plot twist and they're more, more of a headache than actual women. Oh, dog. Bro, I, <laughs> I'd never charge them. I don't yeah. want that. I'm... <laughs> Bitch, I'm throwing water uh, on you. <laughs> man, nah, nah, now you're killing it. You just got to unplug it. They're running off uh, the solar. Nah, man. Yeah, they got that solar by that side, bro. They're going to have self-charging batteries. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. You know how you, you just place. You your, don't think they're gonna be waterproof? Pads? What if she wanted a shower? You don't think she's gonna be waterproof? Yeah, she's gonna I mean, the same way your phone's waterproof. They're gonna definitely have those waterproof. Okay, so we gonna just have to physically kill the bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like run it over, rip her head off, and run cut all the wires, and be like, "Look, bitch, you're not ever turning back on again." They gotta be like a kill switch, like in the like the G spot. Gotta be the kill switch. It's not. That's potentially. Any, I mean, the minute you try that and it crushes your hand, because look, with, with that, quads, she's like, it's over. It's not gonna be a G spot because she knocks like they're not gonna be created to feel like women. They're gonna be they created are. for the pleasure of men. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the <laughs> vagina, we don't truly care about the G spot. Like, it don't feel. Hey, did you ever hear that story about how uh, Freaky Ziki how he got he fucked uh, he fucked the armpit and he got off to it with the condom? That's wild. That's wild. Shout out to Freaky Zeke. I'm watching Breakfast Club. He was on. We were with Jim Jones on Breakfast Club. He had. He just had that a shit. That is freaky. Wow. 
But no, nah, like, was uh, he like dark. I mean, what's that? Like, what's his nah, KD? You feel me? Like, he what just kind said, of he, he, said he was drunk and he was just like, hey, armpits need love too. I'm like, that's when you know you're getting the serious bag. You feel me? People are real. That's like, safe sex for real. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he ain't even a raw dog yet. I know, right? He put the river on. What the fuck? Like props, freaky. Wow. That's props. Yeah. I wonder if it was a black armpit though. <laughs> like the dark. Hold one. on, I saw it. I came out raw, not like that. Like I it was, was a black was, person. Was nah, like, you know, like when people have the the black armpit. Yeah, my bad. The darker armpits. Wow, my bad. I said that. I was like, wait. No, I'm sorry. They're not oh, like that. Man. Oh, you see what predicament we're in right now, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. Uh, about to get out of here, though, it's man. That, it's that, that's that internet first impression, secondary <laughs> impression, in person. <laughs> this is that OB podcast, yeah, bro. Man. Yes. We keep it blunt over here. Yes. Any yes. last words, bro, before we get out of here, before we wrap it up? Uh, you got shows coming up? Uh, Andy coming up? Yeah, I actually have a show coming up. Um, should be in Orange County. Uh, I think it's December. County. Yeah, December 9th. December 9th. It's going to be coming up. Um, I was going to... I was weaving up an opportunity to open at the observatory uh, for uh, injury reserve, but that didn't go through. And I was like, dang. But in a way, I'm, I'm also working on um, dropping some, well, dropping some music. Because the thing is, is like I realized that, yeah, consistency is everything. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep on dropping until people give, give a shit. You have uh, projects, projects that right now people can listen to? Um, I, pre- or just pre- singles? Predominantly singles. Singles? Yeah, predominantly singles. Oh, so you haven't dropped an official whole body um, of work. Well, I the first project I dropped was an EP. Mm-hmm. And then basically the one record that was kind of like the standout record, I repackaged as a single visually. And then just kind of ran with that as like a single. But everything was like very... I just release singles right now because they're all marketing litmus tests so I can mm. identify my demographic. Right. So I can say, okay, the person who listens to me is like, he's 16, he is into skateboarding and whatever and this and that. And then I can identify that and then when I meet my PR person, I can say, this is your job here. Do it. You know? So in a way, that's the only reason I'm releasing singles because I think a lot of people drop projects and it goes into an empty void. Mm. Greg Newman. You know what I mean? This guy knows, and he's ready for war, and he's ready when the time comes. So y'all better get ready. Yeah, man. Stay ready. Blunt. We out this bitch, man. See y'all next week. It's done.